Ken, it's great to see you. And you did step aside from your GM duties yesterday. A young man, 15-year-old, visiting from Ontario, used to live in Alberta. Owen McGonagall was the GM for a day as part of Oilers Wish Day. I, I got to interview him briefly. You spent about an hour with this young man. Man, he was he was an exceptional young guy. Yeah, he was unreal. He's got a lot of passion. He knew a lot of statistics, and uh, he's following uh, the Oilers on an everyday basis. Uh, I think we spent about three hours together, uh, you know, or an hour up there watching practice. Uh, we had a, a nice visit. He has a ton of passion and uh, wants to be uh, an agent one day. So uh, hopefully uh, maybe I can hang around long enough and he and I can uh, do a deal down the road. You'll be dealing with him someday. Well, you know what? I, I, I said, would you like to be a GM? And he goes, well, there's not a lot of GM jobs. Only 31 no. NHL GMs. Yeah. But that's, uh, he was doing a bit of a career investigation with you, which is kind of fun. Yeah, he was a great young, really nice young man. And uh, he's going to a school where he's in a sports uh, sports class. And uh, uh, he wants to get his law degree. So he's doing all the right things. Uh, Ken, let me ask, how, how strange is this going to be for you tonight? I mean, you work all those, what was it, 30-plus years? Six. With, 36 years with Detroit. So they've signed your check. You have this relationship with the Illiches. When you left and came to the Oilers, at that point, did you, in the back of your mind, that was it? You, or is this going to maybe be... One of the five, just, just for you, or is it going to be back when Edmonton goes into Detroit? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know what, I'm glad it's going to be over by November the 1st. You know, yeah. we're, in, we're in there October the 29th. Uh, obviously, it's going to be strange seeing a, uh, a Red Wing uh, team on the ice that I'm going to be cheer rooting against hard. Yep. Um, and then we're going to go in on the 29th. It's going to be even stranger, obviously, to go in. Because uh, um, you know they're going to do something for you there when you go back. Uh, I don't know if they are or they aren't, but it's going to be strange. But I'm glad we're getting them out of the way. I'm glad they're in the other the other conference. You know, it's 36 years as a Red Wing, 22 years as a general manager. And, you know, half that team out there today, you know, I, or maybe more, I shook their hands at the draft table and uh, watched them kind of go from the draft table through uh, junior college and uh, become NHL players so it's uh, strange. Alright, well tonight they will have nine players that spent at least parts of two seasons in Grand Rapids and this really is the, pl- the template that you're bringing across for guys like Kyler Yamamoto and Evan Bouchard and Tyler Benson as well at the Oilers. Yeah, I'm a big, you know, I, I played nine years in the American Hockey League, so I saw in, uh, two struggling organizations at the time, Detroit in nine, the mid-80s and, and, and Hartford, and watched players go up too soon, too young, not ready, and came back, lost their confidence, so that impacted me. And then you get to the NHL, and it's about wins and losses. It's not a development league. And um, the importance of when the players are here that they're ready to contribute, and if they're not ready to contribute, go to a league where they can be important, be on the ice in important situations, be important to the team, I think uh, uh, confidence is such a big part of an athlete's uh, DNA, and um, that's where they can develop uh, uh, that in the American. If they can do it, you know, Dylan Larkin's a kid that went right, you know, one, one year of college, went right to uh, Detroit. Yep. But I think most, most players need to spend some time in the American League. The wins and losses are pretty good right now for the Oilers. 6-1 out of the gate. Interesting game a couple of days ago, 52 shots against, but you, you get the 6-3 victory. Uh, how, how do you look at sort of the team's play overall? I mean, if you're into some of the, the Corsi and stuff like that, you're not quite on the positive side of the, the ledger. So how do you feel? Well, about- I expected Wednesday to be tough. You, you, right. you know, you go on a road for nine days. You got a successful road trip, uh, three and one. You come home at, uh, by, the, I, by the time I got to bed, it was almost 3.15, 3.30 in the morning. We had an off day. It's a tough, that first game home is tough, especially after a uh, tough road trip. I actually thought we had a good start. We spent a good, good first shift. We scored, I think, in the second 
second or third shift. Then we took two penalties, and then the game started. We, we, the, the game kind of got away on us, so then I thought for the next 30 minutes, it was all Koskinen. And if it wasn't for Koskinen uh, holding uh, holding the fort, uh, we'd have got too far behind, but he uh, he kept us in there, kept us in there. And obviously, huge, huge play by Connor McDavid to beat Braun one-on-one and go down and score a goal. And then we got two power plays and scored on both and, and went from a game that we were just hanging on to, to a, all of a sudden it's 5-1 and you're you know at the end of the second period. So certainly that's what that's what goaltending can do for you. And that's what superstars can do for you. And that's what, uh, uh, you know, Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl and, and some of the other players uh, for goal, you know, we can... Uh, good on special teams, good goaltending um, is, is key to uh, to having a winning uh, winning record. We're joined by Oilers President, General Manager, Ken Holland, Bob Stoffer, Reed Wilkins on the face-off show. Ken, uh, for me... You, you didn't have a lot of wiggle room cap-wise. You signed a bunch of guys on uh, one-year deals. Uh, you've gotten the production out of your top-end guys. Your power play's clicking at 45%. You're 6-1. and one. Your penalty killing's been better, and some of that has been the support players. Tonight, five of the six players in the bottom six forwards are in one-year deals, so they're on expiring contracts. They've combined for three assists, those six players. That's it in 33 games. Are you concerned a bit? about the lack of offensive production in the bottom six moving forward? Um, first off, I would say to you, uh, I think some of those players you talked about have helped us on the specialty teams. They've, they've really kicked in. I think this team was 30th last year. Penalty kill. Penalty yep. killing. Today we're fifth. We were second going into the game the other night, and then they had scored a couple, so we're fifth. So so they, they've helped us on the penalty kill. But... I'm with you. Over the course of the next 75 games, we're not going to go 45% on the power play. We're not going to have uh, 75 goals out of uh, or 80 goals out of one or two guys. We're going to get some depth of scoring. So, uh, you know, I, I'm happy there. I think I think we're happy that we're six and one. We're happy that we got the 12 points on the board. We know that we uh, we can play. We have to play better in some areas. We know that some areas are not sustainable. Um, but it's it's a finding a way to win league. It's finding a way to get two points. And I think in the early going, we've what what I've liked about our team, uh, our team, to this point in time is how we've stuck with it and we've competed. And I thought we found a way to grind out and get a win in Jersey when we very easily could have lost the game. I thought the other night we could have lost the game. And I think that's the part of a DNA of a hockey team. It has to be that, you know, our first five games were all come from behind victories. It's hard. It's a hard league to win on a come from behind. So, so certainly there's lots of good things, but we know that we've got to get more depth of scoring as we go forward. Ken Holland joining us here in Studio 99. Oilers and Wings coming up at 7 o'clock here uh, at Rogers Place. Well, is when you have the, the two game breakers like that, I mean, I know you have other offensive players, but McDavid and Dreisaitl, second and fourth last year. Do you... Are you trying to are you trying to tie the game when the other guys are on the ice? I mean, I, I know preferably you'd like to win every segment of the game, but are you trying to kill some minutes and, and suck some life out of the other team, drain some energy, and then the, those guys can go hit home runs? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, when Bob's talking, I, I think you know, um, JJ, Kara, and Sheehan have found, you know, and, and Russell, whether it's Russell or Archibald, have found good chemistry. They seem to spend time in the. Uh, in the first seven games, they've spent time in the offensive zone. So even even if you're not scoring, it feels better. It feels better when you're rolling around the offensive zone than when you're doing D-zone coverage for 45 seconds. So it, it, it feels better. And the other team's got to spend oxygen um, defending. And and uh, so so certainly, you know, 
the formula is going to be. Those two guys, our power play, are going to be a big part of, of the success of our hockey team. But we're going to have some nights when the other team is going to do all their focus to shut down our power play and shut down those two, those two big guys. And we've got to get uh, scoring up and down the lineup. So, you know, we know that uh, the bottom six, I know Tips has shuffled his lines a little bit. Uh, you know, Yurka was up with uh, Neil. He's down now. Uh, Chase on was up there the other day. I think it's Chase on Neil and uh, RNH today. Uh, Haas, Haas moves in. Granlin moves out. So, um, you know, he's, he's trying to shuffle things around to see if we can find uh, some chemistry in the bottom part. I don't know if it was a surprise because for me it was a bit of a surprise, Ethan Bear. I mean, I don't know how much you knew about him before, but the progression he's made and has that changed the complexion and the makeup of how you envision maybe your defense moving forward? Not, I'm not saying he's a top 4D yet, yeah. but he's showing signs that he could. Well, be. He's, he's he's Bob. He's been a huge story. I mean, I, I, I mean, when I came here, you know, you heard about Ethan Bear and Lagason and Caleb Jones, and I knew we had some other kids there: Bouchard turning pro and Samarukov turning pro. But um, you know, it's it's really um, you know, Ethan made a decision to spend all summer in Edmonton right. and be in the gym here every day. Um, he's in the best shape of his career. And I think for young players, and when you're talking about the, you know, this pink here thing and these players in the American League, it's yep. learning to be a pro. And it's not only during the season, but it's 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 year-round. And, uh, you know, hat goes off to, to Ethan for making the decision to... Because he uh, looks pretty good right now. He looks now. great. He's, he's a big part of why we are where we're at. He's eating up a lot of minutes. He's playing against the other team's best players. And I... You know, on opening night, when we when we won uh, beat Vancouver and we lost Larson, I think I went on a radio station and they were talking about trade possibilities. I said, you can't make a trade every time you have an injury. Right. And uh, injuries are when you build your team. You either build your team or you find out your team's not deep enough. And right now we're building our team. Uh, you know, the, the injuries have created more opportunity for Ethan Bear. Pearson uh, played up until he got hurt the other day. So uh, now Manning goes in. You know, we're, build, we're building we're building our, uh, our team because these people are going to get ice time. And then when Larson comes back, now all of a sudden people shuffle around and you're, you're a deeper team uh, because of the injuries. Ken, we really appreciate you dropping by. I know a lot of people have, uh, well, people always want to talk to you, but especially today with the Red Wings in town. We really appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for your time, Ken. Thank you. That is Ken Holland. We're list you're listening to the City Ford Faceoff Show.